We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He's got it. Back to pass. Looking left. Rolling. It is caught. It's at the five. Diving into the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Guys, welcome back to the Pride Podcast. I want to thank you guys for all the support from episode six. Today we got a win versus the Arizona Cardinals. I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. I'm Pierre, also known as Detroit Lions fan page. I am Malcolm. I am with the, the Detroit Lions video page. So today in episode seven of the Pride Podcast. We got a win to talk about. This is only our second win we got to talk about ever on this podcast. Um, I'm excited. Um, let's hop in to the Arizona Cardinals game. Uh, Malcolm, you're going to start off the podcast today. All right. Um, I'll start it off today. So um, that game was it was kind of rough to watch. It was a defensive battle game that, that, that took place. But I kind of like what I saw. I mean, the game plan – was good. I mean, they didn't pass it too much because I believe the Cardinals were ranked number three on the pass. So they had a good game plan coming in. They ran the ball um, almost 30 times. I think they, as a total, they ran the ball th- um, 30 times. So running it on that team that was ranked 29th was a good game plan. Um, They got the W. Um, big shout out to Darius Slay for his getting his first pick six. Um, Jerry Davis had a hell of a game. I like the way he played that game. The whole defense stepped up, and Zach Zach Zenner also stepped up as well. Oh, um, the Zen Den. The Zen Den stepped up. Um, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So one thing I that bothered me about that game was um, that one turnover we had was by Legarrette Blunt. He had a fumble in that game. He didn't run as well as I thought he would versus that 29th ranked defense. What I believe he averaged like 2.7 yards a game. I mean, he got to play better. But besides yeah. that, you know, besides that and, you know, Stafford not having a big game, I think he only had like 100, 120 yards. I expected that coming in to have like a low, a low yardage game. You know, I didn't expect Kenny Galladay to have a big game with um, Patrick Peterson on him, but they played well and they got the W, and that's all that matters. So I wanted to hop in uh, about the game. So, yeah, to my thoughts about the game. Um, this game showed a lot of hard-fought, 
you know, because the Lions were missing a lot of key players in this game, man. Rick Wagner out of the game. Charles Washington out of the game. Uh, Bruce Ellington. I mean, some key players that were missing in this game. And, you know, they showed a lot of hard fought in this game on the road in Arizona. Arizona's not a great team by any means. But, uh, you know, it showed great effort to win on this game on the road with the shitty field conditions. Got a shitty um, <laughs> it was a shitty Honestly, field. It's the NFL, bro. I don't know how you have – it's indoor field. How is a field that shitty? Like, what's your excuse? Like, I don't yeah, was there a soccer game? That, like, was there a soccer game the day before? Like, it was – I don't – I don't care. What it was, was bad. Or what was after. It's an indoor stadium. It's a dome. Maybe they didn't – I don't know what happened. That's just, like, embarrassing to the league. These guys are billionaires. These owners yeah, I, are billionaires. To have a field that shitty is, like, unexcusable. Inexcusable. So, yeah, I don't know what happened there. But, I mean, this game was more than just a win versus the Arizona Cardinals to me because they won with a lot of guys that are not used to this role. And, you know, they stepped up. And I'm, I, I'm proud of the team. I, mean, I think this one was a mix of the Arizona Cardinals being very bad and us, you know, stepping up to the plate and winning this game. I mean, 17-3, I mean, holding a, an NFL team to three points is very impressive, yeah. regardless who it is. I want to hop in, Tyler. What's actually really impressive, so, like, we had, like, a bunch of guys step in that probably, like, weren't maybe as ready or prepared, but they stepped in and they played well. They played well. Tyrell Crosby played well at right tackle. Yeah. Um, who, who came in for Washington? Was it Andy Jones? Andy yeah. Jones. Uh, Andy Jones. Andy Jones, solid special team guy. Not the best receiver, but a good special team and a good blocker. So he stepped up. So you had guys stepping up. A lot of credit. I even posted about this. A lot of credit goes to Matt Patricia and the staff for getting these guys ready. And just the game plan they had was good. I liked it. And uh, oh, I thought you could credit Cooter, somebody else. We've been giving uh, Jim Bob Cooter a lot of... Uh, All right! <laughs> JBC! <laughs> uh, uh, it was coming. The only thing I don't understand is why they keep giving Blunt the ball. I mean, no distract to Blunt. He had a hell of a career, but dude, he needs to hang it up after this year. I mean, he has to get Zenner more involved. And Theo Reddick, believe it or not, six carries for 28 yards. So that's that's like four and a half yards a carry. 4.6. Huh? My bad. 4.6. Whatever. So I think maybe getting Reddick and Zenner more involved in the running game and just leave Blunt like as a third and one guy or whatever. Like he'll get you that one yard when you need it. Blunt was average 2.9. So. So. All right. Even though getting this one, we can't forget about the very bad offensive performance we saw in that game. Um, what were you guys like? What do you guys think the problems were on the offense? Um, I mean, Stafford playing with a bad back. You got receivers who can't separate. Patrick Peterson shadowing Kenny Galladay. You got tight ends who blow. So that's. I mean, I don't know what to say. What about you, to Malcolm? Me, I mean, it's lack of talent on the receiver end, and that's that's their main problem where I think I honestly feel like that's a bigger problem than Jim Bob is their the lack of talent that they have. Because even if Jim Bob Jim Bob comes you know, if he does one day ever have a great game plan, it's not gonna show on the field because of the lack of talent we have. Yeah. Malcolm, but so, I wanna like I'm I'm not giving Jim Bob a pass. I'm just saying he executed well with the guys he had. Bro, yeah. he had Glenn Tate, Marvin Jones, Kenny Godley, Carryon Johnson. The offense still sucked. So he's gone. <laughs> he's, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I don't think we for have sure. him. He's gone. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not giving him a pass for what he did earlier in the season. Absolutely not. But just like 
the defense coming on their own, maybe their offense, you know, who know, like I there does I can't say that, you know, the offense was gonna be bad the whole year if he had his full roster because we never we don't know how the offense would have shaped up eventually, you know? Even though the play calling has been pretty bad. But the talent right now is just I don't know how he could work with that. Because Kenny Kenny Galladay is a really good receiver, but he's not a number one receiver yet. Yeah, but Malcolm, I wanna I wanna give you like I wanna say something though. We saw the Chargers last night, right? Yeah. Uh, they were without their number one back, number two back, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. They lost Keenan Allen in the game. They lost Hunter Henry during OTAs. And Hunter Henry, if you guys don't know him, he's like a heck of a tight end. Really good tight end. Pro Bowl tight end. Stephen A thinks he's so good. Stephen A said he was playing, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. He's so good. Stephen, <laughs> Stephen A thinks he's so good. about Hunter Henry and the way that he's played this year as effective as he's been. <laughs> he's going up against Derrick Johnson. And I got to keep my eye Yeah. But, um, Stephen A said yeah, he's I get what you try. I get what you're trying to say um, about the, the Chargers, but um, they're still a really good team. You know, they still even even with Keenan Allen going down, they didn't have their running back. They're still a really good team. Dude. I mean, let, let's be honest. Let's com- let's compare the Chargers to the Lions right now. Their other receivers besides Keenan Allen are still like Mike Williams. Uh, is a really even though he's a he's still a really good receiver. Yeah, Tyrell Williams, solid receiver. I mean, they still have solid receivers. Travis Benjamin. Yeah, Travis Benjamin. We're dealing with guys like Andy Jones, Bruce Ellington. Uh, uh, who else are we dealing with? Uh, uh, oh, TJ. Oh, my God. These are the money backs we're dealing I mean, these are the wide receivers we're dealing with right now. Not good wide receivers. And these guys should – I think two out of three wide receivers I just named you right now Probably are not an NFL wide receiver on any other uh, 53-man roster on the 32 other NFL teams. Would be TJ. TJ is like a solid number four, but he's not like a number two. He's playing now. He's struggling. Andy Jones is a questionable practice squad player. Special teams guy. I think special teams. And we're counting on him to make a few cuts. We I think he had a few catches in the Arizona Cardinals game. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, One catch. I mean, I, I didn't know. I, did, I didn't see it. But if he did, more power to him. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, oh, I mean, I you got to cut some slack right now. Right now for JBC. Just for now. Just for now. Give so him does some that slack. Fall on Bob Quinn then? Is it, I got a question. Does that fall on Bob Quinn then? I, I said it does fall on Bob Quinn because that's where you got to do a better job and get better depth. And, you know, whether that be in the offseason or midseason. I mean. This depth right now is disgusting. Andy Jones should not be on the roster right now. Um, or if he is on the roster, if he is on the roster, he should not be for a wide receiver. You guys want to know what I was, who I was really impressed with? Taylor Decker. Uh, Chandler Jones, zero sacks, zero quarterback hits, zero pressures. Pretty impressive he, game by uh, Taylor Decker. He was Pretty one of the – yeah, he was one of the guys we highlighted in that uh, our last podcast. Taylor Jones is a guy we had to watch out for. And, yeah, Taylor Decker did a really good job on him. Uh Offensive line in general did a really, you know, pretty good job. I mean, Stafford, you know, I mean, they ran the ball a lot. I mean, but Stafford didn't take a lot of pressure. I mean, I think he only got sacked maybe once or twice. I mean, that's like once. Once, yeah. So, I mean, offensive line is improving. I think the way the offensive line is proving that Stafford's getting the ball out quicker, they're running the ball more, and not just, you know, throwing the ball 40 times a game like they were doing 
in previous games, which, you know, I think is benefiting Stafford and, you know, less pressure on him and, you know, getting these other players more involved and getting, you know, getting the momentum. And, and it's working right now. It worked in that Arizona game. And it, it's just, I don't know. We don't have playmakers right now. So it's tough. It, <laughs> it's really that, that, was, that was a perfect game plan. It really was. So that game, it was a perfect game. Even JBC came out and said this week, right now we're in reality. Like, we can't even really drop what we want to draw. I don't know if you guys saw his thing. Like, yeah. the interview or whatever. And he's like, I just have to, like, deal with reality right now, basically. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's tough to count on TJ Jones as your wide receiver, too. I mean, it's just that, that you can't do that. <laughs> I think it's a three-year project. They have too many needs to fill in one offseason. It's hard. You yeah. got right end. I mean, you got right guard. You got possibly uh, two wide receivers, two tight ends, number two running back. Those are just an offense. Then you look on defense, you need a edge corner. rusher. You need another linebacker. You need an edge rusher. Maybe a defensive tackle who could pass rush. They don't have that. You have guys who could stop throwing. They don't have guys who could rush the passer. You need uh, probably another safety. You know, Tavon's 29, Glover's 33. You yeah. need – I mean, there's a lot of need. So they might, like, go into this offseason – like to improve, but year three is the year they'll probably go all in. I agree. So back to the Arizona Cardinals game. Um, so defense was great. Defense was every aspect on defense was great. They got pressure on Josh Rosen. They you know made him feel nervous the whole game, um, which we expected because their offensive line wasn't that good. Their offensive line, they I think had three rookies playing: their center and one of their guards and one of their tackles. Um, all rookies. I know one of them was Mason Cole. I only know that because he's from Michigan. I got Mason Cole from Michigan. <laughs> only reason I know that. Uh, he's their starting center. But, um, yeah, I mean, this Arizona Cardinals offense is very, very, very bad. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's not good. It's very they were without bad. one of their playmakers, too. Uh, Christian Kirk, good wide receiver. Yeah. Good I like him. But I am happy to add this to my stats. Since the Detroit Lions acquired Snags Harrison, they have stopped the run game. And you know who else I'm adding to the pile or to this list uh, uh, this week? I'm adding David Johnson to the list this week. The Lions stopped David Johnson on the run game. He was one of the more impressive running backs we've faced since uh, uh, acquiring Snags Harrison. And I'm very happy to add David Johnson to my new list of to go along with Christian McCaffrey, I'm even throwing Todd Gurley out there, uh, Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, and etc. You guys, you guys understand the point. Yeah. Um, I think. Would you guys agree that Snack Harrison was the best move that Bob Quinn has arguably made yeah. during his career here at Detroit? Yes. Or just like this year? Just in general, man. I think it's arguably the best I move. I think the best move he made, believe it or not, was a quite was a signing Marvin Jones. That was the year Calvin left. Yeah. But Snacks Harrison, they're both up there. They're up there. I mean, you could debate this. You go back and forth. Got him for a fifth round. Yeah, you got Snacks for a fifth round pick. But he's like 30, though. He's going to be 30. So, like, and he's only a two-down player. He can't play all three downs. He's not a pass rusher. But he's made made guys better, like A'shaun Robinson. Yeah, If we're talking about guys who've made – I think Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones helped this team a lot in, like, the past few years. Obviously, he got hurt this year, which sucks, but – you can make the argument. I like snacks. I love snacks. So, I mean, I'm not complaining, but. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy to have snacks on this team for oh, yeah. next season. It, it, it's great to have a run stuffer. It would have been nice to have him earlier in the year versus, like, the Niners and 
Cowboys. I mean, it would have been nice to have a guy like Snacks here. So we, we would have arguably been in a different position right now than five and eight right now, and be excited by being the Arizona Cardinals. It'd be as excited as we are right now as we, if we just beat the Arizona Cardinals. But it yeah. the defense found their identity, you know. You oh yeah, a- for sure. Ashawn Robinson is balling. Yeah, Straight it just balling. it just sucks that uh, you know this game. We did win, but we lost a lot of guys in this game. We lost, you know, like I said, Ezekiel Lanza, Deshaun Han, Charles Washington, Bruce Ellington, etc. Yeah, Rick Wagner. There you go. Um, we lost some. We lost some big name players in this game, which you know really stinks. But you know, it's a next man league up. It's a next, next man up, up. Next man up mentality. Yeah, yeah. So and you know they stepped up in that role and any win in the NFL is impressive to me. I hate the whole method. When people say, "Oh, you just beat the Arizona Cardinals," a win in the NFL is a win. I don't care who it's first. Win in this league, yeah. dude. They, they just beat the Packers. The Steelers yeah. lost to the Raiders. Like it's any given Sunday. I I don't care of what your record says. You're an NFL team, and they're professionals. Oh, yeah. These guys are pros. They're hungry yeah. to get the dub. They work their asses off during the week. They want to win. When they lose, they hate it. They they like they just hate losing. Yeah, and and this game was on the road too, man. Not easy. No, it's not easy at all. Hey, but uh, the Lions made it feel like a home game with the fans. Shout out to the fans. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was, a lot of, there was a lot of blue in, in, in that crowd. Saw a lot of Honolulu blue in that. that down there. Yeah, saw a lot yeah. of Honolulu blue in that Arizona. Shout out to uh, Matt, I mean, Pat Matricia. You guys saw that guy? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh he, no. was a, he was like the twin of Matt Patricia. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny. He's like, just like him. I want to give a shout out to Zane Gonzalez. Oh, for the, being added onto a list of missing field goals against us. The goalpost, the real MVP of the year. The yeah, former, the, yeah. former Cleveland Browns kicker. Boink! <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. All right. I think we got all our thoughts on the Arizona Cardinals. But you know what time it is now? It is. And for this week's Oopsie Doopsie. Let me play a sad week. song for you. The world's smallest violin. Of the week. And um, is it the this field? week, what is it? Is it the field? Um, hold up, hold up, hold up. I gotta give you my scenarios first. I'm gonna give you the multiple choice first. All right, right let's do the multiple. <laughs> All right, so the multiple choice is you got the announcers, uh, Brady Quinn and whoever the hell he was with. Um, you got Jim Bob Cooter as uh, option B. Option C is okay. Michael Roberts, and option D. Is the University of Phoenix uh, Fields? Which uh, option do you guys think it is? I think it is Michael Roberts. Yeah, right. two, two, two targets, two targets, zero catches. Ah, you know, Mike, what's doing? All right, all right, all right, all right. Michael Roberts is pretty ass, but I'm not going to do him like that. He already gave oopsie doopsie already on the podcast before. I'll be a little nice to him. This week, oopsie doopsie of the week is going to go to the University of Phoenix field. How does that an NFL field? Come on now. Come on, man. Come on, man. You're, you're, oh, oh my God. You have a dome. You could cover the roof. I don't know what the hell was going on. Uh, These guys are billionaires. They they don't like, they just care about their money. They don't care about player safety. If if the NFL really cared about player safety, they'd inspect the field during the week. What the hell was that? about his money they claim they care about player safety but in reality they don't 
I'm being serious. I'm just saying it how it is. I, I, I don't know what the hell that is. Um, so, Jim Bob, you're off the hook this week. Michael Roberts, you're lucky that that was such a shitty field. You're off the hook. <laughs> um, Brady Quinn, you too. You might win Oopsie Doopsie next week because you're announcing the Detroit oh, Lions and Buffalo God. game. Oh, so, you, oh, so you might get Oopsie Doopsie for next week. Don't, don't think you're off the hook yet. Michael Roberts, you're lucky you're... Yeah, Michael Roberts, you're lucky you're on injury reserve right now because you're not going to be on it, oopsie doops anymore this year. We have Brady Quinn again. <laughs> yeah, we got Brady Quinn, baby. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what? I'm going to mute the TV, bro. And for this week's Balder of the Week. Okay. Um, I don't know. Here, right, now we go to Balder uh, of the Week. My Baller of the Week is a Zach Zenner, A. Okay. B, is it uh, Theo Reddick? He had a solid game receiving and Theo, uh, running he the did. ball. Reddick. Okay, Theo. Okay. D is it uh, Matt Patricia's defense, or okay. D, oh. Oh. or is it big play slay? Ah, I got to go with my man Zendun. I'm not picking Zendun. Um, Wait, no shots, either- my boy Jared. Well, it's like part of Matt Patricia's defense. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's either Matt Patricia's defense or a big play slave because he had his big moment getting his first INT. So, uh, I think I'm leaning towards big play slave. You are right. It is big play slave. (laughs) (laughs) Three passes defended. He had a pick six. He balled out. Don't target slay. Hey, first first career pick six. Huh? First career pick six. First ever pick six. You guys know I'm a huge Slay fan. He's like one of my favorite players in the league. He's a baller, so it's my baller oh. of the week. Huh? Oh, before uh, we uh, reward big play Slay, he won a baller of the week. But I want to give a shout-out to Quandre Diggs for making another uh, huge hit stick play on Madden. He's not going to be baller of the week, but he won it last week. But he made another Madden hit stick oh, yeah. that was probably, probably better than the Rams game. Diggs <laughs> is just like... He's an animal, man. Quandre the Giant. He's doing, he's doing it all. There you he go. was returning punts. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah, bro, he had to. That, had to that, that was crazy. Because his point, TJ Jones wasn't Texas. stepping up. He returned punts at Texas. So, I mean, I'm not surprised, but whatever. All right. Buffalo Bills. You guys ready to talk about the Buffalo Bills? Um, usually, I kick it out to you guys to do it. But I really want to do it this time. I did my my homework on the Buffalo Bills this week, probably for the first time this season. So nice. I'm, I'm going to break down the game for the Buffalo Bills, and then you guys can hop in after, all right? Oh, let's do this. All right. So for the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, we got Mr. Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen is a very mobile quarterback. you got to watch out for him. I think this is where, uh, you know, you got to put a spy on him, a QB spy, and I think – you game plan very similar, like how you game plan for the Carolina Panthers. Jared Davis, uh, yeah, Jared Davis has to be the spy's game. He's going to be a key factor in this game. And uh, Okwara and Harold, or Okwara, Harold, and uh, DK, they have to set the edge really well, too. If, so. if DK does play. I wanted to break out the injury report before we uh, continue with this list. Um, oh. It's a big list. Sorry. on Johnson is out. Uh, Charles Washington is out. Wait, team's gunner. Um, Bruce Ellington is out. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> I will keep going. We got Rick Wagner out. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, who else is out? Uh, I'm blinking. I'm blinking. Okay, we got Matthew Stafford questionable. He's playing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got Marcus Cooper 
maybe tease Tabor get some playing time. Question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not not about Marcus Cooper. I'll say yes. Wait, because Tabor. Tabor is. He's possible. It's possible. He might play. All right. Tabor will probably play uh, special teams with Washington. Yes. We got Devon Kennard questionable. Oh shit. Who didn't play versus the Arizona Cardinals? Taylor Decker questionable. Yeah, big big offensive tackle for the Lions. He played well. And uh, Nick Ballore is questionable, and also Trevor Bates. And the guy I was missing was Deshaun Hand. He is ruled out. Okay, so who's playing? Exactly. I don't know who's playing. Okay, (laughs) that I can't tell you. Um, a lot of injuries. Okay, so that's the injury report. So. Um, yeah, so we're saying on the spy, Jared Davis is going to be the key in this game. Eli Harold, if Devon Kennard plays, big Romeo Quara. Big guys, uh, sorry, I'm going to be honest, though. When uh, Eli Harold comes in for Devon Kennard, there's not really much of a drop-off. Eli Harold. He's been playing is, great. Yeah, yeah. he get more PT, more playing time. Yeah, he's had some like games he's exploded this year. Like, versus the Pats, he had a good game versus Arizona. I, I, was, I like Eli Harold. I think that's a guy. I mean, it's a different question, but I think that's a guy you bring back next year. Yeah, he shut him in. Yeah, okay. Um, for the running backs, we got uh, LaShawn McCoy, who was questionable. Um, I mean, boy. he is good, but he's like, eh. Uh, we got Malcolm's other boy, Chris Ivory. Uh, he's he's huh? questionable as well. He's expected <laughs> to play, though. <laughs> what uh, <laughs> um, At wide receiver, these actually wide receivers are not bad. These two, I'm um, about to name. We got Robert Foster. He I could like- be a... He, Josh Allen has liked him, Robert Foster. I mean, you guys might not know much about him, but he's been actually pretty solid for the the Bills this year. And then Zay Jones, he's been an average receiver too this year for uh, for uh, Josh Allen and the Bills when he's played when Allen has played. Um, this offensive line is awful. Oh my goodness, God! I think the only guys you guys will know, maybe know from this list is Deion Dawkins. Yeah, um, their left guard is Mr. Wyatt Teller. Their center is Who Ryan Gorey. I heard right, of Ryan Groy is actually like a below average center. He's all right. Their right guard is John Miller, and their right tackle uh-huh. is Jordan Mills. I heard of Jordan Mills too. Uh, yeah, I know Jordan Mills. No, below uh, average right tackle. Not the okay. best right tackle. The, the, there you go. I, I this uh, this is this that, offensive that line blows. It. So the whole offensive And then for tight ends, we got Charles Clay. I heard of Jason Croom and Logan Thomas. <laughs> I've heard of all three of those guys. Logan Thomas, fun fact, used to be on the Lions practice squad. For uh, you know how long he was on there for? For a whopping one week. <laughs> no, one day. <laughs> one, one day. day. One day. <laughs> that was the six hours. They signed him and they changed their mind quick. I don't think he lasted. Go, I don't think he lasted a full twenty-four hours. Okay. Oh, the full twenty-four hours? I don't, I don't think it was the full. Now. I don't think it was the full twenty-four. No, hours. Not Robert Foster. As soon as he signed it, they whited it out, and it was like, "Yo, just go home." <laughs> Yo, Tyler, about uh, Robert Foster, I had I had notes on him. I just looked at him. He ran a four-four-one forty. He's he's their deep threat. They, he Josh Allen actually trusts him. They throw a lot of deep balls to him. So yeah, he's, so he's he's, he's underrated. Been, yeah, he's been very. Who is this guy? He, yeah. He's he's a good player. He's been very good for them this year. I agree. But um, if we thought this Arizona Cardinals game is ugly, guys, prepare yourself for another ugly game. Um, I'm <laughs> I, I, I'm being honest with you, man. Oh, this 100%. this Buffalo Bills offense is. I'm gonna be nice, not good. 
They just um, have to stop Josh Allen. Josh Allen makes that offense run. With them, they're three and with him, they're three and five. They have to stop throwing. He ran for a hundred yards the past two games. So yeah. I mean, if they stop him, yeah, they'll probably win. If they don't stop him, it's gonna be a long ass day for this defense. I mean, this might not be a huge deal, but LaShawn McCoy, I don't if he doesn't play, I mean, I guess it's a you know, plus for the team, but uh this team, this offensive line is I mean, I expect pressure from the Lions defensive line, I do honestly. Too. I mean, I expect a few sacks. I mean, it sucks that Ziggy Anton won't be playing in this game or Deshaun Hand, but I think still with even Romeo Aquara and Eli Harrell, and if Devon Kennard plays it, I, I expect some pressure from this, uh, you know, this these edge rushers. I mean, I th- this offensive line is not good at all. This is actually probably one of the worst offensive lines. If you guys thought the off- Lions offensive line was bad, this is bad. This is bad. The Lions' old line isn't even that bad, let's be honest. It's not bad, but looking at this, they look like the all-pro bowl lineup. And this is bad. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> yeah, they are bad. I'm not they are bad, you know? They're just like, I don't know. You had Richie Incognito retire at the beginning of the year. They didn't expect that. Yeah, they I had, mean, had guys get injured in the beginning of the year. So, yeah, it's pretty bad. But Yeah, why tell her, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm not trying to hoe you or anything, but you're – Pro Football Focus doesn't like you either, man. Uh, they, they, <laughs> they, you guys are not good. Um, okay. No, no, good. Okay, so this Buffalo Bills offense is not good. I, I expect a, I don't. I do not expect the Bills to score very much on our defense. The way our defense has been playing lately, as well. I don't know, Malcolm. What do you think? What do I think? Okay, so the Buffalo Bills and. And as bad as you said that they were just now, it's surprising that Vegas Vegas has us as the underdog going into this game. Hey, we're, we're not, we're, we're not very underdog. good either, though. Have you seen I, 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 I've seen our team. I know our team. But I don't think the Buffalo Bills are better than us as, as a whole. I mean, okay, I take that back. Their defense is, Their defense is solid. pretty solid right now. I mean, right now, one overall, the they're number one in the NFL total. In passing, their passing defense, they're ranked number one. So this is going to be a harder game passing the ball than it was against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And and running on them, they're 10th they're in the league. So I get it. But I just don't see that offensive line in Josh Allen beating. I just don't see it. Now, if it happens, I'm going to be disappointed. But I just don't see it happening. Right. Um. um. You guys remember when the Bills played the Vikings and they destroyed Kirk Cousins' life? Like, he yeah, sacked like a ton of times. They picked him off. He fumbled the ball. That that's yeah. what wears a beam out of this game. They're they're edge rushers. They're scary. Very huge. Um, Go ahead, Tyler. You did your work. Um, the good thing about breaking down this Buffalo Bills defense, they have a big injury in their front seven, though. Um, yeah, uh, their their weak outside linebacker Matt Molino is um got placed on IR this week. He's a huge part of their front seven. Um. He's one of the. He's been one of the better linebackers this year. Yeah, he's so um, good. Yeah, very underrated player. But I mean, they still got a lot of good playmakers like uh, Jerry oh, wow. Hughes, Lorenzo Alexander. I mean, Tremaine uh, Edmonds. Uh, he's the rookie this year. I mean, he can fly. Tremaine yeah, Edmonds, they, he could fly. They they got a nice front seven. I mean, I don't know how much time Stafford's going to have in the pocket. Honestly, I mean, I mean, you're missing your right tackle and Rick Wagner. Um, no, he shouldn't have much. That's the game plan this week. He shouldn't. He should not be passing the ball more than twenty-five times in this game. Just like the last game, he need to have the same game plan. Yeah, but run, 
it's, know, gonna be, it's tough to run on this Buffalo Bills defense too. I know it's gonna be tough, but it's yes. gonna be even it's gonna be even uglier if Safford is dropping back and throwing that ball 30, 40 times. Because this is not like the 29th first run defense like the Arizona Cardinals we just played. This this yeah, is a this is a whole different defense. It, it is a whole different defense, but I think the way to go with this game, run the ball, like control the field possession, the, the field position, and win it off. You know, maybe if you got to kick field goals to win this game, kick field goals to win this game, and hopefully rely on a turnover on, on your defense to get yourself in better field position to win the game. But uh, uh, offense uh, doing much. I don't see our offense doing much in this game, and I don't see the Bills' offense doing much in this game. So I think it's going to come down to who has the most turnovers. I think and and field position. I think the run defense. How you said Matt Milano, he's a really good linebacker. I think it's going to affect their defense a little. For sure, Corey Thompson is in his replacement for him. By the way, who? Corey Thompson. I never heard of him. Never heard of. him. <laughs> <laughs> but, no uh, he's, maybe he's good. I don't. I don't really know. But yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, that does slow down the front seven. I think that's where it benefits lines. This is a huge injury for the, the Buffalo Bills on their front yeah. seven. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, maybe the run defense isn't as good without, you know, maybe Matt Milano was a huge to their, you know, uh, run defense being so good. Um, but they still have really good players even to, you know, without Milano. They got but, solid, also solid interior, man. They got Harrison Phillips, kid out of Stanford. I don't know yeah. if you guys remember him. Yeah, he's the rookie. And, uh, they have... A really good vet. Kind of reminds me of like Claude Inada. Yeah. Like, plays. He's not what he used to be, but he's still like playing. He, Matt Patricia said like he sets up their D-line. So like he tells them when to stunt, when to move. Like he he's a big leader for them. Kyle Williams. Yeah, Kyle Williams. And they have a star, whatever the hell his last name that is. That guy is a flop. Yeah. <laughs> They're big he's, at all, he's been awful this year. Yeah, he's not- been very bad. Um, but I was looking at their... You know, their secondary. And they got good safeties. They got Micah Hyde from maybe some of you guys will be familiar with from the Packers. And they got uh, Jordan Poyer from uh, – he's pretty solid for safety in this league. But their corners, they're missing one of their star corners in Johnson. But right now their corners are Tredavious White and Levi Wallace. I didn't know who the hell Levi Wallace was going in when I was, like, studying this depth chart. I didn't know who the hell Levi Wallace was before. The thing is, though, I don't know if the Lions will have time to throw and test these corners – with no. uh, how good this front seven is, you know. Well, so with, with who? You, who we gonna who gonna throw it to? Kenny Galladay. If you have Tre'Davious White on him, Tre'Davious White's no. been awful this year. He's been awful this year, but Tre'Davious White is a talented player. Like Slay started off bad, but like we know Slay is talented. So White is actually a good corner. He's probably like having a few bad games here and there, but White is like he's a he's a good corner. I like White a lot. He has good speed, good ball skills. He's big. He's tall. He's fast. Well, that's so, what we take advantage now. He's not ready yet. <laughs> yeah. no, what I was, they'll probably what they'll probably do is they'll probably shadow Kenny G on white, and then they'll they'll double team on the number two guy with like Poyer or Mike Hyde and whoever the corner is. And Levy Wallace, believe it or not, actually played at Bama. He was he was all right down there. So I don't see I, him double teaming double teaming. No, I don't see him double teaming our second receiver. What are they gonna double team? Jones. You think they'll double team Kenny then White and like, I yeah, would. I because, would because. TJ Jones can't separate from a number three, a number three nickel corner. I, I don't, I don't see them dub. There's no reason to double him. He can't beat man coverage. All right, this is just a random ass question. You think Tease Tabor could guard uh, uh Nevin or Tease Tabor could guard TJ Jones? Tease Tabor could cover anybody in the NFL. 
<laughs> you heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, every time I pick up Chief Saber, like I can see like a vein coming from Pierre's neck, like yo. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I'm just joking, guys. I'm just joking. He he's still learning. I believe in him in the future. You know, right now he's not too good. Right now, honestly, you're gonna make Peter. You're gonna make Peter explode. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and because let's be honest, he's been inactive in games that really are like kind of like meaningless. I mean, like they haven't even like put him out there. Like, come on. Yeah, but, I know. Shout out to Patricia though. He finally played Tracy Walker. Tracy Walker had a career high snaps. Like he's, for real, he's stepping and up. PC Walker played well too. He played well. You could see his range. His like, he's a good player. The whole yeah. defense played pretty well, and that, I, I I like what I see from that defense because before they were just playing cover one, like majority of the game. Like I would say, like at least ninety percent of the game they were running cover one, and I was wondering like, well, why the hell they don't switch it up? Why are they playing man the whole game when they know that their corners can't cover? Um, they can't cover too long, so everybody's getting beat. Slay's getting beat. You know, Nevin Loss is getting beat, and then T-Sabers is crazy out there. So everybody was getting beat left and right, just running cover one the whole game. So I like the fact that they are mixing it up. They play a lot of zone. A lot of, they played zone, had a lot of zone blitzes, band blitzes. I even see some corner blitzes. They sent Nevin Lawson at the quarterback. So I like what I've seen um, on the defensive side. Yeah, so uh, looking at both of these teams, um, you guys will be listening to, listening to this on Saturday night. Put your beers in the fridge right now because you're gonna be listening to Brady Quinn on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be more than beer. I, I I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> I'm you're telling you, almost a, put me to sleep. You, you might need what? Yeah, you might need some. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you need some coffee, bro. I don't know. You need something to wake you up. Something, That's man. This, this is a this this is a one o'clock game start this time. This is not a four thirty game time. So, um. Uh, God, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to make this game blind. interesting. I'm they're trying blind to get, too. I'm Man, to they're blind. I'm, 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 <laughs> talk about this week. Brandon Powell is coming back, and he did well in the preseason. Let's go, Brandon Powell, baby. For whatever reason, he had trouble learning the playbook. I don't know why, but like, I just feel like he's due for a game. Like, he's due. Oh, Peter, what's your bold prediction for this week? My bold prediction <laughs> is Brandon uh, oh. Powell will have 100 oh, oh. yards receiving. Hell no! 100 yards receiving? Oh, hell yeah, that's bold as hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost as bold as T's table being active. <laughs> no, going back to bold prediction, I just want to let y'all know that I'm, I'm really upset because I made a bold predict- prediction in the last podcast and I did say that the Garrett Blunt was getting 100 yards and he left. He left so bad. And what made it worse is that he almost made me lose the fantasy. In my fantasy football playoffs, I almost oh. lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett Blunt. I have faith in him. He let me down. I'm not happy. Now you know why my mouth dropped when he said the Garrett Blunt was going to rush for 100 yards that game. You know why my mouth dropped now. Do you have a bull prediction this week? What's yours if you have one? Um, the Lions. Uh, um, how about this? No team will score more than twenty points. What kind of shit is that? Is that bold? <laughs> no team score twenty. All right, how about this? No team will score double digits. <laughs> That's bold. Oh, yeah. 
No, don't say that. <laughs> Why would you wish that, man? I'm, I'm not wishing it. I'm just saying that. <laughs> it's a good bold prediction. That's what bold means. Malcolm, it's... what's your bold prediction? Oh, it's going to be a 9-9 tie. Yo, Pierre, cover your ears. <laughs> cover your ears, Pierre. Now, I already know what you're going to say. Tabor is going to come into the game. Mm-hmm. And Tease Tabor will get... Turnover. He's going to get a turnover this game. And oh, I mean, no. <laughs> he's going to get his first career interception. No. This, Are you being serious? That's my bold prediction. That's I'm a pretty good bold prediction. I'll tell you that. He's not even lost since the Don't let me down. Don't let me down, Tease. I like Nevin Lawson to the list too. Nevin and T's get a pick. God, who oh am I talking to right now? Who the hell am I talking to right now? Hey, it's called. Taper's gonna get a turnover. It's bull. <laughs> this is not bull. This, this is not bull at this point. That's great. T's Taper's gonna put a turnover. This is not active first. You, the bull position could be like T's is going to be active. This is more bold than. Oh my god! I, I think it's more no, than bold. Uh, like all jokes no. aside, all jokes aside, that's a pretty good bold prediction. So, <laughs> man, if this happens, um, yeah, uh, Malcolm, I'll send you a nice present in the mail. Okay, come. <laughs> you a what do you like to eat after you're done working out? Chipotle or Cadoba? Um, I, I like Chipotle. I'll okay, say Chipotle. Get I'll I'll chip in. I'll chip in. If T's table for, yeah. uh, forces a turnover, expect a Chipotle gift card in your mailbox. Oh, yeah. There you go. Just give us your address and it'll be sent to you. Hey, but if he doesn't, you got to send me one. Oh, wait. God, God. <laughs> if he gets a pick, you get your Chipotle gift card. If not, we don't get shit. How about if Zach Zenner rushes for 100 yards plus? No. <laughs> I will rush for 100 yards. Dude, I don't even think the Bills have given up 100 yards rushing. I don't know. <laughs> I've an exact. Zach Zenner's gonna be number one. Okay, we we've totally zoned off from what we were just talking about. Let's get predictions. Yeah, let's that get back. Let's get right. back to the game plan. And talk. All right, the Buffalo Bills offense sucks. Defense is good. What does our offense have to do to score on this defense? What does our offense have to do? The offense has to take care of the football. The Buffalo Bills are also good at forcing turnovers, and they got to protect uh, Stafford. So do you run the do you run the ball majority or throw the ball majority? You know you got to kind of like you got to mix it up. You got to balance it out, mix it up, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see some wrinkles because today in practice they had linemen catching passes. I saw that. Yeah. Ah. Why they would put that on their Snapchat? That's just stupid. Why? They <laughs> <keep it? laughs> it's like a way. Why you put it on your on your uh, social media that you're about to run a trick play? Like that's just. Dumb. Flat out dumb. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm. That was, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, maybe they're maybe they're trying to throw everybody a curveball. Maybe they're not going to run a trick play, but they're trying to make everybody think they're going to run a trick play. No, we're going to see trick plays because they have no playmakers because they, they've been trying to do trick plays the last couple of games. We're going to see one or two, and I think they'll convert on one of them too. But I, actually, I think my bold prediction, actually, we'll see a third and draw this game. Third and oh. what? A third and draw. We'll see a third and draw play in this game with Theo Riddick. That's, that's not a third, long. <laughs> a third and long draw with Theo Riddick. You're that, that's, see this game. I can see that happening. No, honestly. Yes, that's that's going to happen. You're going to see it a lot this game, I think. No, no. Because they don't want to take a chance. Oh, they can't. They're to punt it out and trust their defense. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I think this game is going to come down. Who could force more turnovers and who can, I don't know. You got to, this is going to come down to a game where you have to force turnovers. It's going to come down to some like wrinkles and whoever kind of like executes better, to be honest. It's going to come out to execution because both of these teams are really similar. I, I hate to say that, but right now, the way the roster stands, these teams are both like similar. Look at their record. They both yeah. have threes at key positions. Both good defenses and yeah, both pr- pretty um, wow, sh- shitty offenses. We'll, we'll say that. Um, have their I frame- think if we um, if we force Josh Allen to become a passer and we completely take out his running game, I think it's gonna be a really easy game offensively because he's not like really, he's not a really <clears throat> good passer yet. Yeah, he's yeah. still developing. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I said. I said this game is going to be – you have to game plan similar to how you uh, game plan versus the Panthers. They did a good job on Cam Newton and the Panthers' offense, and that offense is a lot better than this Bills' offense. I mean, they have a, you know Christian McCaffrey and you know Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore. They have good players on that team. But I think this is a, a similar game plan. Um, you know, keep an eye on Josh Allen and then you know, trust your corners – on those. I think, you know, the Lions have played great when they've played zone defense, and I think you continue to play that and mix it up. Like what Malcolm was saying, they mix it up really well versus Arizona, which was nice to see. You know, you saw some, you know, different blitz packages, which was nice. I liked it. I did too. Um, yeah, me too. So I think you got to, you know, keep mixing it up. Keep it creative. You know, confuse this rookie. I mean, he's a rookie, you know. Uh, you got to mix it up and keep it creative on the defensive side of the ball. And the, uh, for the offensive side of the ball, I think, you know, uh, one of the announcers mentioned it versus the Cardinals game. It's you know it's going to come down to a big play. You know who could get that big play? Um, yes. You know with that one explosive run maybe or that one explosive you know pass from like I don't know whatever. Or force gonna, the eye, same shit. Yeah, I think but, yeah. it's going to be a turnover. Whoever yeah. could cause that turnover. Over like a dude. Whatever it is. No. I think it comes down to who can make the explosive play. Um, it's going to be I. It's going to be a close game. I think awesome. I really do. think. Josh Allen has struggled, but don't sleep on his arm. He slings that thing. He doesn't care. Yes, and uh, like, yeah, like we were saying, Robert Foster's been his deep threat this year, and you yeah. know they've had a good duo. Uh, yeah, I think we he got already, everything. Oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say he also um, leads all quarterbacks in rushing, so it might be a little bit more difficult than than Cam because Cam, I think they're trying to make him more of a passer. They yeah, are, than, sure. than, than running the ball. But right. this guy, is, he is for sure going to at least try to run at least 10, 11 times. Especially with this running backs being out. If he's he's going to run at least play. 10, 11 times. So, and that's just the minimum. He might even try to rush for 15. So he's going to run the ball a lot. So we definitely have to try to shut that down. Yeah, they have designed runs for him. Like they'll, they'll be in shotgun. They'll have everyone spread out like it's a pass. The blockers will like pull out, and then once he's opening, he runs. I was actually, I of, oh, yeah, I was watching um, when the Lions played Thanksgiving. So I was watching, you know, Red Zone on Sunday. I saw that when they were showing the Bills and Jag Jaguars game, I believe it was. They had a lot of design run plays for him. That's and, the game I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was just thinking that game when you I brought that up. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. They actually do have design runs for him. I mean, I think you know, that's a you know, because Jags have a you know pretty solid defense. I mean, not maybe solid anymore but uh, you know i think this is where i think the buffalo offense is going to try to get creative and try to confuse our defense because our defense has momentum right now and they're playing confidently um a play 
Yeah. A play that I see them run a lot against the Jets, because I went back and watched the Jets game. Um, they'll run a lot of fake swing passes to the running back. And then yeah. when Josh Allen's kind of seen the linebacker kind of like shift towards the running back, that's when he ran straight through that A-gap and just yep. took off. Yep. And that's where sometimes Davis does get aggressive. And, you know, he'll commit fully to the running back and he can get tricked out by Allen. I wouldn't be surprised if he does. They, they ran that play at least four, four or five times when I watched that game. So... Prepare to see that play a lot. So I was gonna say you gotta expect that at least a few times this game. You're gonna see like a lot of jet sweeps. The Bills, they like they know they don't have much challenge, so they try to like confuse you, they move guys around. You're gonna see some jet sweeps. You'll see a lot of that. I wish we had an OC they kinda kept it creative like that. But that's, Yeah, that's Brian, good. he's actually like they said he's one of the candidates for uh for possibly the Packers and the Lions. His name is Brian the Ball, Brandon the Ball. I forget his name. Bill's OC, so Guess what? The Bills OC? Mm. He was, uh, used to be a Patriots wide receivers coach, if you're wondering. Okay. Um, I think we got all our opinions on the Bills out of the way. Uh, yeah, you guys want to go to predictions? Let's go do our score predictions, baby. Ta- uh, you, who wants to start? I'll start it off. For it. Um, okay. I, I, I'm going to base off. I'm, I'm, my bold prediction saying this game is going to be under you know, 10 points each. Uh, double digits, whatever. I'm excluding that. I don't. I don't believe that's yeah, gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying shit. <laughs> okay. Um, my prediction for this game is gonna be, I'm gonna say 13 to 10. Unfortunately, I'm gonna pick the Buffalo Bills this game, especially playing at home Going in line. Vegas. Uh, I, I'm just gonna go with the Bills this game. The reason why is just because. Then the Lions are missing a few key injuries. I mean, I hope they prove me wrong, obviously. But um, I'm going with the Bills this week. Uh, Malcolm, where's you going? Um, this game, I am picking the Lions to win for sure. I just don't, I just don't see. We we lost to one rookie um quarterback earlier in the year. I don't see us losing to two rookie quarterbacks. That's not a good look for our defense. Um, to to drop two to two rookies in one year. Um, so I'm going to give us the win this game. Um, I say, um, 17, 13 Lions, a low scoring game. All right, Malcolm, you actually had the same score as me. I have 17, 13 Detroit. Um, Ooh, I think he, he copied you. Changed <laughs> <laughs> to the last minute. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> that's uh, I think. <laughs> We'll limit uh, ever since, like he said, we got snacks. We haven't been able to run. So good luck getting running through the A-gap if you're Josh Allen. And uh, A-gap. You got Robinson now. Uh, my bad. Robinson and Harrison in the A-gap. And then I think Davis will spy. So I think Davis will get a sack or two. So I got the Detroit winning. Malcolm, I want to give you credit. You got a win last week. Um, you, yes, you, got, you got the Lions. Um, I got another one too, I believe so. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Malcolm, congratulations. You, you finally got your second yes. win. Of the year. <laughs> That's um, what I'm talking about. About to get three right now. And predictions. I hope you're right. Yeah. I, hope, I hope you take this one for me. I really do. <laughs> yeah. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but uh, yeah. All right, let's go to our fan questions. We have a couple of questions for this week. We got one from, I believe it's Kobus. I'm not sure. He said, what do you think the Lions should do with Ziggy Anza? Kobus. You want to start it off? Go ahead. I do want to oh, yeah. start it off. About Ziggy Anza. Um, 
we were talking about it, I think, a few podcasts ago. I mean, we were saying, would it be an awful idea if Ziggy Ansah's healthy, healthy, to bring back, you know, potentially next year? He's not healthy anymore. So I think this is where – I think we saw Ziggy Ansah's last game as the Detroit Lions uh, versus the Cardinals. You know, he's a very talented player, and it's – you know, it sucks. Um, he wants to be out there, and it just sucks because – Injuries kind of killed this guy, man. Because um, you see how effective he is when he's out there. And, you know, for him not to be out there, you know, it really does suck. But I think, you know, we move on. You either go draft an edge rusher in the first round or you go over. I don't want to say overpay, but you go sign a big name defensive end or edge rusher um, in free agency. I think it's time to move on from Ziggy Ansah. Only way I would keep him was if he was healthy potentially for another year with, you know, no guarantees unless he plays. So, um, but now with this injury with the shoulder, I think it's, um, I think we just cut ties with Ziggy Ants and move on. What about you, Malcolm? Yeah, I don't, as much as I like Ziggy, I don't see a situation, a scenario that the Lions will resign him. Um, The only thing I could think of is if he came, if he decided that he wanted to stay and he took a serious amount, like a serious pay cut um, to stay here, that's the only kind of scenario I can see him staying, but I don't see that happening because I think with his, with his talent, even though he has been injured, I, I could see a team like the Jets, you know, pouring a lot of money at him. I do too. Um, so that's, that's why I don't see him making this, being on the team next year, but it, it sucks. You know, I like him. I think he's hella productive when he's out there. But, yeah, I think it is time to move on and simply because of his health. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, uh, I think uh, – I thought he maybe had a chance, but after this, I think he's done here. But there's good news. Uh, they said he would be ready by training camp next year. So, you can see – I can see, like, a team like the Colts, the Jets, the Raiders all have a ton of money to spend next year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it sucks, man. Yeah. And I just he's, hate – He's such a talented player. One more thing, I hate when the player is injured, the fans go off on him. Like, dude, they can't control it. Yeah, he wants to be out there. It's not he like he doesn't, doesn't want to be out there. Want to be out and there. He doesn't. He doesn't suck. Like, I hate when I see that. People are like, oh, Ziggy sucks. No, he doesn't no, suck. He's, he's crazy. He's one of like, the he's best. He's hurt. Football when he's healthy. I he think he's hurt. one of the reasons why this defense has improved tremendously since he's been out there and playing more snaps. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah next question. <laughs> All right, this question is from shoot, hang on, where to go? This question is from Yan Munden. Uh, if I pronounce your name, I'm sorry. Said, "What needs to happen for the Lions to make the playoffs?" Um, you guys want me to go with this? Yeah, uh, yeah, cause I know you have, I know you have the um, all that information. So yeah, definitely hit that up. All right, so first, the Lions need to take care of their own business. They need to win out. If they Stop. lose, they're hardest limited. part. If they lose this week, they're out. So when you move on, lose, you're out. And then they need some help. They need the Vikings lose to the Seahawks, which happened. Uh, it happened on Thursday night. What was it? it was Monday night? night. Monday night. Monday night. Thank you. They need the Vikings to lose also to the Lions. So we need to win, obviously. And then the Vikings also need to lose to the Bear or the Dolphins. So the Vikings need to lose two of their next three. Well, one of them would include us. So, yeah. Let me ask you a question because everybody was um a lot of the, um 
Instagram pages were talking about the Giants scenario. Does the Giants, if the Giants went out, and if we went out, who would get that wild card spark? I think I we'll both the land Giants still. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. I think the Giants do because they would have more NFC wins. What is the Giants' record right now? They're the same as us. Five and eight. Uh, we'll, I don't know. I really They're don't. top of us in the standings right now, I believe so. So I think we need them to lose as well. We need them to lose. We need some them to lose one. At least them to lose one as well. No, what needs to happen is this. So the Giants are not actually part of this scenario, Malcolm. It's a good question. Okay. So next, what needs to happen? Eagles need to lose to the Rams. Okay. The Reds have to be the Rams. The Eagles must lose to the Rams. Okay. Okay. I think it's gonna happen. The Eagles are like pretty like banged up. They have no corners right now. Kevin LeBlanc, former Lion, is starting at corner for them. Hey, they got GT. (laughs) They got GT, yeah, but (laughs) but like they're just a mess. So the Redskins need to lose two games, and the Redskins like have their teams on IR. God, isn't Johnson starting this week for them? I believe Johnson. Yeah, they had Mark Sanchez and like. Malcolm, Malcolm at the hell nah or something for the editing. Something, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we have the Panthers need to lose one game. You could add a hell yes to that one. And we have the Packers need to lose one game, and that's to Detroit. Obviously, Detroit needs to win out. Okay, and the Buc- hallelujah. The Buccaneers need to lose one game as well. Okay, so, that's a hell yes. I mean... The hardest one I'd probably say is the Lions winning out, and then after that's the Vikings losing three games, and yeah, well, well, two, two games, two games two at this games, point, sorry, two games because they lost. Seattle well, te- technically, technically, they just need to lose one because if we have no business and if we beat them next week, we just need either the Dolphins or the Bears to. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I like. Get a win first. We need to worry about the Bills before we worry about these other teams. So, but you got to think about it. I mean. I don't know how it will be in the you know the playoff picture at this point, but the Bears could potentially be resting their starters that game in Week 17, but they could not be depending on the seed they are. If they're close to the race with the Cowboys, you know, dropping the game would be huge. Like if they fall to the fourth seed, because you don't want to play Seattle. In the, I mean, it's not like Seattle is a scary team, but would you rather play the Seahawks or you play the sixth seed in the NFC? You know, yeah. so yeah, you want um, to advantage throughout the playoffs. I agree. Yeah. So I think depending where the Cowboys and Bears are in the standings, Bears could potentially be resting the starters that game. And yeah. then, so we kind of so so. Long story short, we need Miami to win this week. Basically, um, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's kind of hard to count on the Bears right now because they don't know who's going to be playing for them. You know, yeah, who's playing this week. What was that? Who's Miami playing this week? Minnesota. They're playing the, uh, Minnesota. It's uh, in Minnesota. That's the Minnesota game. In Minnesota, too. Yeah, so if the Vikings lose to uh, Miami and Detroit wins, that scenario is a check. The Vikings scenario is checked because they already yeah. beat the Seahawks. So then, yeah. yeah. Redskins. Yeah, that, at that point, we just need to win out. Yep, Redskins losing two games. I see that. And just went out. And the Eagles losing to the Rams. I see that as well. So, like, they need help. But honestly, mm-hmm. if we get in, guys, it's like it's going to be hard to win even. We're going to play the Bears. Hey, third time. they say third time's a charm. Yeah, I've seen it before. I've seen it before. I, hey, I, I'm telling you, man. You remember what happened? You remember what happened a decade ago, ten years ago? What? An, an eight and eight team won the Super Bowl. The New York Giants. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't have as much as in eight. Eight and eight, and the year of the end of the uh, year was two thousand eight. So you're 
of eight and eight teams have to win, and you know that's my scenario. That's my bold prediction. I think they have <laughs> the defense, guys. I think they do have the defense to do it, but they lack playmakers. I mean, if KJ comes back, it will be huge, but it's just hard right now, man. It's just like, yeah, I, I'm not getting my, have, I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up. But I know if they win. Let's say these scenarios happen. The only hope you have is Carry On Johnson comes back, and even like, and I don't well, know. If they, win, if they win this game, I think Carry On might should should be back next week. I we think I think it's realistic if they win this game, they're probably going to try their best to get Carry On back on the field as soon as possible. Because if they win this game, if they can steal the Vikings game, the playoff scenario is really real. If they could just get these next two, it's it's it's, it's right there. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm really not trying to buy back in. I really don't want to buy back in because I know, I, yeah, you know what's I, gonna happen. I know, <laughs> I, 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 I know if they beat Buffalo this Sunday, I am just gonna buy back in. I know I am. I don't want to though, but I know it's gonna happen. I mean, I know what's and, gonna happen is um after the Vikings game, you're gonna see a large amount of people buy back into this team. If they, they win these next two, it's gonna be a stampede of fans. If they That's lose. It. If they beat Buffalo and lose to the Vikings, my comment section, our comment section on all three of ours, are gonna be blowing up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys, let's be honest though. Like, it's gonna be hard, really hard. It's gonna be hard as hell. Because the Vikings are super talented, and the Packers, they still got Rodgers, they still got Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones is starting to run the ball well. So Minnesota just fired their OC too. Minnesota fired their OC, but I still think they're capable of putting up points. They have talent. Oh, There's I'm not- saying I think this is a wake-up call for Minnesota. I think they're going to play well okay. now that their OC is gone. Yeah, but I mean, if Minnesota loses and we win, we win this week. We're like right, right. We're right in there. We're right with them. What I, what I can see happening, and is this a typical Lions move? Is that they, I can see them winning this game against the Bills. I mm-hmm. can see them pulling the upset against Minnesota next week as well, yeah, and then man, everybody's going. And then everybody's gonna buy in. Everybody's gonna be happy. Everybody's gonna say playoffs. Where you know here we come. Lambeau and then field. they just gonna blow it in Lambeau Field. Like that's something that I can just see happening. We'll talk about it. Anyways, guys. Um, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, I'm Pierre from the Lions fan page. Tyler from Lions Nation. Malcolm from. Lions video page. All right, guys, enjoy your breaks and have a great weekend. And thanks for tuning in. Go Lions. Peace out. Go Lions. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.